welcome back, nerds. It is another episode of Opticians Unhinged. Unhinged. And I am your host, Iris. And Lucia. And Lucia. And this week, we are continuing our episode on quality craftsmanship in eyewear. And we're focusing more on metal today. Metal. Metal. Let me just adjust my camera a smidge. I got some new lights up, you guys. Not that anybody cares but me, but that's okay. Um, so, metal in eyewear. And Lucia and I both put on our metal frames for today. Just for mm-hmm. you. Just for you guys. Metal. It was minim- Minimal. Nobody's watching. Um, I think we've had, like, two viewers. Nobody cares about eyewear. Whatever. Anyways, one day I'm going to be famous and then people are going to wish that they'd been watching me all along. So, <laughs> um, so metals. Where do you want to start on the list of metals? Do you want to start at the top oh. and work way to the bottom? I personally am more of a bottom to the top kind of gal, but I'll let you take the lead here. Where do you want to start, Lou? Let's start at the bottom. E. So, at the very bottom of our stack of metals, we are discussing Monel. I don't think that one is Monel, is it? That one's stainless. I don't think I even have any Monel frames. So, you guys. I think this is stainless. Does Blade use stainless? Yeah. I don't think it would say it on the frame. So, you guys, when you're looking for quality metal frames, the first place you want to look is on the demo lenses that come in your frames. So, most frames will have clear plastic lenses that have, like, the company name on them or they'll just say the material type. Um So at the very bottom of our list is a material called Monel. And Monel is very commonly used. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in a lot of frames. Now, I do think that a lot of frame manufacturers that want to be worth their salt um, are trying to move away from Monel and focus more on quality metals. But Monel is a combination of alloy, nickel, and copper. Um, so needless to say, this one is not going to be a hypoallergenic material. Um, color on you. Yes. So let me tell you a story. My very first pair of eye, eyeglasses I got when I was a Medicaid kid in high school. So they were, I think I was maybe like 15 or 16 and they were like really tiny little oval, oval, I said it, oval gunmetal frames off the Medicaid board. So I never wore them because every time that I wore them, the bridge would sit right on my nose. And when I would take them off, I would have like a green line and then it gave, yes, it would turn my nose green. And I think my body has high alkaline. Um, so my skin is very acidic. Like I'll eat straight through solid gold. Um, but because of that, 
it, it was eating my frame. So the frame was also like turning like very corroded looking oh. and it was not a good time. So because of the fact that one, the frame was really ugly and I'm a little bit of a snob and anyways. Yeah. The frame was really ugly. I'm a snob. That design was ugly and my body decided it was going to eat the frame. Except, you know, at the time, I'm a teenager. I have no idea why that's happening. I just know that that's happening. The mono, I think you see it a lot when you're looking for metal frames these days. And the frame has like a really cool paint pattern and stuff on it. Um, so just an example, and I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I think Scott Harris uses a lot of Monels. I love that. I, I, I do too. Um, but some of the Scott Harris metal frames, um, mm -hmm. they look really, really cool. Like they, they have great patterns and colors, but I'm pretty positive that those are Monel. Um, not all of them. Make just for most high quality metals that I can think of, they don't come in a variety of color options outside of your normal like yellow, gold, and silver, and all of that jazz. Um, but yeah, so Monel, it's crap. It's not hypoallergenic. I professionally do not recommend it. Um, Stainless. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think stainless is becoming the more normal metal. I definitely feel <laughs> like that one I see a lot more frequently. I mean, titanium seems to be kind of taking over too. And we're going to work our so, way up yeah. to that one. Yeah. Um, but I um, do think so, that stainless is going to be the more affordable option yeah. of the two metals. So, I've got a couple of stainless uh, my hand mm -hmm. a good one and a bad one <laughs> Ooh, because okay. not all stainless is made equal you got that right yeah so um i've got a good old ray-ban mm -hmm. uh, i love this frame by the way it is so pretty it, that frame does look so really good on you yeah <clears throat> um so this frame it's stainless um but I can tell you, I have bent the bejesus out of this, and every time I have to go back to fix it, I'm praying over it. I'm like, please don't break, please don't break, please don't break, please don't break, please don't break. So where break. are you finding that you're most commonly bending it at? Someone sits on it because I took them off. Oh my goodness. You guys hear that? Lucia's just leaving her frame somewhere where somebody can put their big old booty right on them. All right. All right. It's happened twice. Okay. Just twice. It's just happened twice. <laughs> and it was one of those situations when I was getting ready to write for my podcast and I was tired. So I grabbed my uh, work computer thing and I laid on the bed. And I took my glasses off, and I was doing some research, and then uh, one time my husband came and sat down next to me to see what I was doing, and I was like, oh my god! What's <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> he just sat on it. <laughs> oh, man. And let me tell you, it was like almost standing. Like, ooh, like, that's bad. Like, please don't break, please don't break, please don't break. Um, yeah. Uh, so that is my super cheap uh, stainless story. Super cheap stainless. Pretty. Mm-hmm. It's still stainless, so it's still hypoallergenic. Um, it does the it's job. Very, it's very simple. It's very simple. Uh, but, unless you know how to adjust it back. Mm-hmm. It does not. It's <clears> not very kind at getting sit down. <clears throat> don't and sit then, on frames everybody huh you know <laughs> if if lucia had progressives in those lenses then maybe they wouldn't have been sat on actually do oh you do have progressives in that frame i don't think you do i think that one was just an eisen <laughs> What? I'm just very curious now if I'm right or wrong because you're putting a lot of effort into it. <laughs> you're right. You know, I don't uh, look like, at that. I know her frames like better than she does, you guys. What about medals, not Lucia's progressive saga? <laughs> um, so then I have this frame. Ah, uh, yeah. This is it's her favorite. It, it is a beautiful so frame. Beautiful. Actually, she's not my favorite. I didn't even bring my favorite with me. Your I favorite metal? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Zev. Yeah. <clears throat> so, this one here is uh, also stainless. Mm-hmm. But this is a high-quality stainless. Look at the detail on that. I don't know if you can see it or not. The, the construction so of that particular frame. I like the fact that that frame, they did like a colored top and then just like the basic gunmetal bottoms. Bottom. I don't yeah. think that they had any that were not gunmetal. I think they were all gunmetal of some no, caliber. They did. Uh, they did? Oh, okay. Yeah. The black has gold. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, the yeah. one that we never stocked. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't like it. It's too basic. Yeah. <laughs> too basic. Anyway. So, this one here, I may or may not have uh, sat on, and it did not lose its shape. It just, it was like. It was like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Alright. Being sat on, no big deal. Um, so, material, but the quality of the material is like. Night and day. It's, it's funny how two different frame lines can use a stainless steel, but those stainless steels not be the same caliber of stainless mm-hmm. steely. <laughs> I'm going to go get Zeph. This one is another one that's stainless. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my boyfriend. This Ooh, is, yes. This is the love of my life. Um, I fell in love with this frame. <sighs> the first time I stepped into my old optical place, and we've been in love for three years now. Yes, and I you did. I've been in love with it for a year before I got it. 
There's that. Beautiful. I I want to also note that a large majority of everything she's showing everybody right now are all round metal frames. Round. (laughs) Except the one on her face. It's cat eye, but it's not dramatic. (laughs) Yeah. They are all different sides of round. True. So it's not like I'm walking around wearing the exact same frame in different colors. Very true. They are different. There's a round for every face. Mine just happens to fit all round. So this was a Steve Madden. And I love the look of this one. Everybody that I've worked with that sold this frame loved it. Um, But I do actually think that this one is a Monel. I don't think that this one was anything fancy. I wouldn't know for certain. Uh, I mean, it looks cool. And, you know, you guys ignore my dogs. They're all nuts. Um, I know that everybody can hear them. I'm just going to turn. Yeah. We, um, whatever. Anyways, so with the stainless steel, uh, there's a couple things that I like about the stainless that I don't like about the mono. So mono, uh, one reason why I think it's still used is that it typically has a pretty decent weight point. Like it's not something that's super heavy. I do mm-hmm. find that most stainless steel frames are a little bit heavier than the mm-hmm. mono. Um, now for me, I like having a frame with weight. Now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be a a point where it's like, this is just too heavy, but for the most part, I actually prefer my frame to have a little bit of weight to it. It makes me feel like it stays put better and it's not just flopping around all over the place. Um, I have a couple of like really thin lightweight metals that I just don't feel hold their shape and adjustments as well as some of the other ones. Um, uh, They do have like a trace amount of chromium, which I think can cause an allergic reaction, but it's so few and far between that. I think that the bulk of the industry says, Hey, these, these are hypoallergenic. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And I think it has to do with, the manufacturer, right? Because the more yeah. stainless steel, the more hypoallergenic it's going to be. The more right. other metals to cheapen the frame, you know, to make it affordable, mm-hmm. the more chances of not being a hypoallergenic. And sometimes different manufacturers <clears throat> can take some of those stainless steel components and then start trying to make like different types of metals. Um, so like moving into that memory metal, um, moving into some of those more flexible ones, those ones work well, but a lot of the memory metals do have nickel. So while it's more flexible, it's losing some of its hypoallergenic status. Um, so keep that in mind uh i think that what we do for livings uh does kind of play a part into the type of metals that the that we need to be wearing yeah um and if your optician is not asking you what do you do for a living you might want to try another one yeah i i feel 
So when you get a patient chart, some patient charts will have their profession on it as just standard intake, because I think some doctors ask those questions where others don't. But I feel like with your optician, in order to get a true understanding of the type of frame that you need, the type of lenses that you need, and the type of treatments that you do or don't need, play a big part in the conversation that they should be having that a lot of times isn't happening. Um, so make sure that you guys are finding someone that is asking the right questions and you know, they're having the appropriate like sub conversations off of that. You know, what do you do for a living? Oh, well, <clears throat> I work on a boat. Oh, okay. Well, where are you usually at on this boat? How long are you on this boat? Right. You know, right. and um, that's what I was going to say about the, the intake forms because the intake <laughs> form tells me I can't like, okay, are you an accountant at your house? Are yeah. you an accountant on a, Bruce book, you know? Yeah. Like, tell me about your work surroundings. Yeah. It is. And to the patients that are listening, you have to fill this paperwork out every year, right? And even though some of your info hasn't changed, here's a couple of bits from the industry that we wish that you guys would take into account. One, The optician that you see, unless you have a preferred optician that you go to every single year that will, like, fit your entire family, okay, Um, unless you're seeing the same person every year or you're at a place that actually takes care of their opticians and holds them for years on end, the turnover rate is typically very high. So most of the people that are getting your chart after you see the doctor have no clue who you are, what you do, where you work. They don't know any of that. And I think it's important that the patients understand, uh, okay, my address and info didn't change, whatever. Just try to fill out those quirky questions that you think don't matter. Is it asking you what your hobbies are or your extracurricular activities? That's important. That tells us a lot what you're doing with your vision. That tells us a lot what you're doing with your frames. Um, Is this something where, you know, maybe you're a welder and you have to wear those big giant welding masks all day. Well, we need to take that into consideration when we're recommending your frames. Chances are you're going to want something that's going to be thin and fit comfortably under there so you can still see. But something that's also going to withstand. the big mask that you have to wear. Oh my gosh. That would yeah. be amazing. Yes. Bring those things with you. Uh, I know that there's a lot of like micro surgeons that have to wear those little magnifying mm-hmm. drop down things. Okay. Well, there, those run a risk of you scratching your lenses a lot. So let's talk about how we're going to protect your lenses. Um, but yeah, guys, just that's a sidebar, but it's an important one. Take the time to fill out your paperwork And don't get irritated when people are asking you questions that you feel are irrelevant because everything is relevant to your vision. Um, So moving on past the stainless, okay? Um, uh, I think I mentioned in the last episode that I found some research on a new type of metal frame called beryllium. Now, for the people in the industry or even patients who might actually own one, 
please let me know what it is, where you got it, who makes it. Um, because in all of my research, I found a singular frame that was made for a grandma. Um, and so with, with that one, it was very basic, just an oval frame, kind of a silver color, nothing spectacular. However, I wish I would see more of those. So in doing my research, it said that the beryllium frames, um, those also resist corrosion and tarnishing and that they are strong and lightweight. So those ones, like I was complaining about the Monel material. So this one says that it was great for anyone with a high skin acidity, which would be me, um, and someone who spends a lot of time around salt water, as we were just mentioning. So it's a cheaper alternative to titanium. So typically, in my experience... If I have a patient come in saying that they they need something that's going to be really durable, my go-to 90% of the time is usually titanium because there's so many different titanium manufacturers out there that have done amazing things with titaniums um, that that's usually going to be the safest <clears throat> route of action. But a lot of people have to walk away from titanium because of its price point. In order to get a really good, very durable, flexible titanium frame, it's going to cost you, on average, at least $300, if not somewhere upwards of 4 to $5, um, depending on where you're shopping and who's making it. But... If you can get something that's going to be less expensive, yet also more durable, it's sad that we're not seeing more of those. I'm pretty positive those are also hypoallergenic. I, they should exist. And if there is a beryllium worker company that does make like an entire line of those, I would really like to know what it is because, you know, I like to know things. So I don't know why we don't see more of them. Or if there's a reason why people aren't buying them, maybe it's a sourcing problem. I don't know. But they're out there. And if you guys do encounter them um, and maybe it's your style, then I would say if it's down to that or a titanium, go with the cheaper price point that's got a little bit better qualities to it mm -hmm. than the titanium. Um, so from there... We can then touch on the memory metals and the titaniums. So I'm going to let Lulu take it off on that one. Which because one do this you girl. Want to talk about first? Is that a memory metal? What are you holding? What is that? Is that a black fin? Ah, yes. So, you guys, she's holding like a really great frame. Um, <laughs> this is yes. a great frame. So but let me put it on so you guys can see it. Uh, it's not my frame. It's my husband's frame. Yes. Um, I think it's going to become my frame soon. Is he not wearing it? Why not? It looks Look so good on beauty. him. Those are so beautiful. Uh, so this is this is a company called Blackfin. I can't see yeah. those. Squat out of them. But yeah. Oh, of course not. Um, 
but that one is made from block Japanese titanium. Now I have no official clue how many different types of titaniums there are in the world. Um, but that one's cut from one solid piece. Um, now show them the temples on that one, Lou. We'll give you an example of how it look can be both that. sturdy and flexible at the same time. All right. Look at that. So, Hold on. Whee. Yeah. So, so this is already set to my husband's head. Mm-hmm. You see that curvature here? Yeah. That took forever to get onto that. Because this frame will hold its shape. Right. No matter Very... what I do to it. Yes. Um, so to put this curvature to fit his head was what a nightmare. Why don't you do uh, everybody a favor? So one thing that we both really like about this frame line is their ease of use to trim the length of the temple. Right. Um, so when you guys are looking at the back of the temple here, you see a couple of little nodes in the sock. Those little rubber pieces are called socks. So with Blackfin, those are five millimeter increments. You can pull the socks off and then they've even taken it a step further. I don't think I want to take the sock off because it's got so much yeah. curvature. It's going to be a pain to put it back on. Sure. Um, so with those, they've got little nodes in the temples, like on the temple ends where you can also clip it so that way clip, you're like clip. oh okay well this temple is really long for this person let's uh let's trim off five millimeters so you just clip off five millimeters from the sock and you clip off one five millimeter segment from the temple and then that will both shorten your sock and the temple length so you can give the patient a better adjustment now obviously yeah. don't cut it if you're not certain, because once it's cut, there's no going back. Yeah. Um, but make sure that you guys know when your products are capable of having things like that done. I can't tell you how many times I have had to cut those for a patient. Um, you know, but we knew that going into it. It'd be, yep. hey, these temples are really long, but once they come back, you're ready for your final adjustments. We'll clip them. Um, yep. So, yeah, guys, that's a super cool feature on those frames if you sell those and you don't know about that. Yeah. Um, but I do like on those that they have a firm front, like the plate on the front is yeah. very sturdy. It does not move. Yeah. <clears throat> like, it ain't going nowhere. The only thing I don't love about those frames are their nose pads. They're impossible to deal with. Yeah. I don't. So for those, I don't have nails and trying to like kind of get them in there requires me using like a screwdriver or something to kind of push them down. And it's a nightmare. I don't like that style. I don't ever want to sell that style. And if you ever see me use something with that on my frame, I want you to remind me of this conversation. So, yeah, I sure will. Um, so that is a titanium frame. Now beautiful there's titanium frame. Beautiful. This, and um, 
company does really good titanium, and then their warranties are really good. Um, highly recommend them. That oh, and that one is an independent company, you guys. Yeah. And it's woman owned. It is yeah. woman owned. Um, so yeah, if you guys want like a, a great frame line that you can check out, uses quality materials, then I would definitely recommend them. The only thing I don't love about Blackfin, the way that they paint their frames is through sandblasting. And I have seen it where, let's say you drop the frame or something like that, they can get scratched pretty easily. Um, and then it, it's a, it's usually a pretty deep, very noticeable scratch. So that's the only thing about them I don't love uh, that makes it sound like it's going to stay on there forever with the sandblasting. But I've, I've seen it. I've had to warranty it where that's not the case. Yeah. Um, but other than that, great customer service and great frame quality. Blackfin people, please don't hate me. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> so um, yeah the other titanium I have here mm -hmm. although yeah this frame line you guys <coughs> we sold these like crazy um, <laughs> yeah. and then when she lets go of it it's going to go right back um, boing boing <laughs> So for and it's the same our, thing that I have on my face. I have to give it to Ovo. They can take a titanium frame and make it look so good. A lot of metal frame companies, it's always like chunks of metal, you know, a little bit on the thicker side. Yeah. And it's either usually really, really basic or it looks like they're trying for it to not be basic, but they have mm -hmm. not perfected the craft. Yeah. Um, things I like about Ovo is that they have managed to take a fabulous material and make it into both feminine and masculine shapes and designs. Um, I've got a frame by them that is made out of wood and gold. So the temples, I think those were 24 karat gold, mm -hmm. if I can remember, um, or maybe 14. I don't remember, but they were gold, the temples, and then all of the frame around it. And then it was this beautiful piece of red wood, um, that was kind of placed in the middle. Um, that was my first time working with wood frames, much less gold frames, but they had taken the gold and combined it somehow. I, and it was amazing. Every time I wear it, I get compliments on it. Things to know about wood frames is to make sure that you're treating them with mineral oil Ooh, so that your wood yeah. doesn't crack because that happened. Um, so make sure that you guys are paying attention when you are buying specialty frames that you know that you're taking care of those metals or those woods or whatever properly. Yes. yes. Storing yes. them can be a pain, taking them on and off. That was another thing. The frames are so pliable with Ovo that mm -hmm. if you're not taking them off with two hands, you run the risk of it causing some adjustment issues. And I'm not saying that because the frame is bad. 
I'm saying that because if you're going to spend the money on those types of frames for something that is that flexible, I think that you need to respect that and take care of it accordingly. Um, yeah. You know, now, I had to say yeah. these have gotten fat on. Yes. Nothing like no. Not even not even noticed that it got fat on. <laughs> yeah. Now like we did it like sat okay. on it oh well okay <laughs> now yeah. we did sell one of those wood ones to a patient that went camping do you remember mm. this lady and she put them in her back pocket and brought them back to us complaining that they were broken first of all we never suggest that you just willy-nilly put your frame in your back pocket it wasn't a in a case phone. yeah it wasn't in a case it, it had no protection it was a wood titanium combination the wood got splintered and cracked because the yeah. wood's what like two millimeters thick it's yeah. not when we're saying wood we're not talking about a skateboard for your face you guys yeah. so no, you it's, know it's thinner than a lollipop yeah it's it's just very thin and it's still a very delicate material, even though yeah. the metal part of it's really durable. Yeah. Um, so we had to have the conversation about, even though it's really durable, don't put it in your back pocket. Um, the common sense aspect of things here uh, still applies when you're spending money on expensive frames because you want something yeah. that's more durable. There's not a single indestructible frame on the market that, that I'm aware of. So yeah, there you guys. There is no frames made out of diamonds. <laughs> but Swarovski <laughs> makes some pretty ones with crystals. Crystals are breakable. I know that there's that one company called Golden Wood or Wood and Gold or whatever. Um, but I don't think that they have any diamond, diamond wear. I'm going to make a frame one day when I'm like doing really, really hot with these and it's not going to be anything gaudy. I'm going to like inlay some diamonds somewhere, maybe like down the sides or in a temple. Oh, no. But you're going to have There's to like plenty. bevel and bevel and facet them so that they can like breathe. Right. Yeah. I don't know. You're the jeweler here. <laughs> There's plenty of diamonds in frames. Mm -hmm. What I'm looking for is a frame made out of diamonds. Hmm. I don't think that exists. I don't think so. That would be so expensive <sighs> and so heavy. You know, I logical. think the first person that would buy that would be Beyonce. Anyways, I could see her owning that. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, it would just be too expensive. Yeah, it would be hella expensive. Because um, the diamond size... Sorry, I'm going down this right for now. The diamond size would have to be so large. But imagine the sparkle hard. on that. <laughs> it wouldn't sparkle. Oh, well, then why would anybody want that? Gross. Exactly. All right. Like, Alana and Lucy are officially voting nay on the diamond nay. frame. Yay. <laughs> no. 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 It would be heavy. It would be not sparkly because you can't fasten it 
you have to fasten it too much to make yeah. it shiny. Mm. And then that would lose. No, nope, <sighs> hard pass, you guys. This is why it doesn't exist. We just figured it out. Yep. Boom. No <laughs> diamond frames. That's not in our discussion for the day, but we made it part of it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, moving back over to the titaniums. Yeah. Um, so there's your titanium titaniums, and then there's your beta titaniums. So I think that Flexon uses beta titanium the most. I'm pretty sure that they're beta. So mm -hmm. Flexon, you guys, for the people out there, very easily to like accessible. You can find Flexon at most everywhere. Most major chain opticals and a lot of private. Um, this is a, a brand carried by a company called Marshawn. And prior to my entering the private practice world and learning different types of metals and what options are out there that I could explore on my own, um, mm -hmm. I did sell Flexon a lot. Um, it's not the most stylish, but it is really great for a lot of middle-aged men. Um, well, not even middle-aged anymore. I forget. We're middle-aged now. <laughs> why, why are you going to put that there, man? I'm proud of it. I don't know about you, but hey, y'all, I'm going to be 40 in December. And let's not forget, I've asked everyone to throw me a funeral, and I'm still asking for it. So, <laughs> so yeah, middle-aged. Uh, all right, let me correct that. I'm going to say that the Flexon frames are mostly for men over the age of 50, maybe 55. I feel like. Go ahead. I feel like we're getting into, we're entering this really weird thing because back when we were young it was very noticeable like okay this is a middle-aged person this is an older person this is a grandma this is like mm -hmm. free grandma status oh you you must die right yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> when we were younger it was very cut and dry you could see a person kind of have a very good idea mm -hmm. of where they were i don't think that's the case anymore I think I, that when you're when you're aging yourself now, okay, so let's say uh, our age group, we've taken really good care of ourselves, okay? So I think that our middle-aged adults are very hard to distinguish from some late 20s and early 30-year-olds. Um, yeah. A lot of us are very fit. We are very cognizant of what we eat. Um you know, we take better care of our skin. We have skin regimens, hair regimens. We have regimens for everything. Um, fashion, fashion and art has become a huge part of American culture, at least. I don't know about everywhere else, but the fashion industries are very predominant. And I think that a lot of people that are getting a little bit older do try to be aware of like, different brands and how some of those brands work better for them. Um, mm -hmm. And 
understanding all of that. I was trying to make a point, but I forgot where I was going. But <laughs> well, and then I think, like, I think even companies are making it to where those age stigmas are not so cut and dry. So, like, or even that you know, they're maybe was, adjusting their styles. Yeah, when I was in my twenties, Forever Twenty One was just for twenty-year-olds. You know, yeah. Uh, not that I shopped there, but I could go in there and find a piece of two that I could wear. So mm-hmm. I think, I think our older generation is not being held to the same standards that like my parents did. Right. Um, so I think saying, you know, it's for retirees or it's for, I don't think those rules apply anymore because I had some really young man coming looking for flex on being, mm-hmm. well, this is what my daddy wore and it worked really good for him and this is what I want and I don't care what you think, this is what I'm going to wear. And then I also had some 70-year-olds that have been wearing flex for a very long time and I would put them in like a black bin and they would be like, whoa, this is so much better. And it's fashion forward, you know? So- well, I don't think that it's something of whether it applies or not so much as it's how these companies are branding their product. So if you were to actually, and actually Marshawn is one of the worst offenders of this. If you were to go on Marshawn's website and go to each individual frame line, there is an option to go basically deep dive their branding. So it'll tell you who your target patients should be Mm -hmm. for that frame line. Um, Ann Klein, for example, when I was dealing with Ann Klein at our previous big box, um, every time that they would send us new products, they would send us like POP and then they would send us like a target audience demographic where it's like Incline is designed for your business oriented middle aged 40 to 50 year old woman. And you know what, you guys, it showed because it was designed for the 40 to 50 year old business minded women of the nineties where it was very conservative and yeah, it was feminine, but it was a conservative feminine. But nowadays you start talking about women that are in their forties and fifties and we are more fashion forward. We don't want to look like we're 40 and 50. We want to be trendy and we want to be current And so what if it's not conservative because our generation is pushing those boundaries because we've been working our entire adult lives to change some of these stupid rules that just shouldn't apply. No, you can't have a visible tattoo at work and your eyeglasses can't be insane. And don't you dare use a hair tie that doesn't match your hair color. So uh, I legitimately got wrote up for that one time because I had a white hair tie in my brown hair. And it, it was not in uniform, but oh yeah. Or you can't have visible piercings. And like, I just don't think that any of that stuff has to determine the quality of person you are or the, yeah. the depth of worker you are. So no, go buy those bougie frames that you think nobody's going to like if, because you love them. And that's our generation now, but there are still companies out there 
that do gear towards certain branding. Um, I feel like that's going to eventually become the downfall of some of those companies because they're not trying to adjust to the times. So if you're continuously designing something that's for a demographic of 40 to 50 years old, but you never change that type of style, even though the 40 to 50 year olds are coming through new generations, you're going to have to eventually catch up. So branding plays a part of that, but the consumerism is different. So I get it on both sides. So when it comes to Flexon, I think that they're still trying. And that's why I said, according to their, their, their product guide, their demographic yeah. is, is the professional working man, middle-aged. Um, but now the professional middle-aged men are of our era and they do this. Yeah, they still they still want to look sexy. Hell, at that age, most men are just like, nobody wants me and I'm not sexy anymore. I lost my six pack and now I only have a 12 pack <laughs> suitcase of beer hanging off me. <laughs> if they only knew that oh my women gosh. are looking at them going, oh, that's salt and pepper. I know. Oh. I was looking at my fiance this morning, like the sun was coming in through the back door and it was just hitting his hair right. And his salt and pepper is coming in so nice. And it's just a speckle of it. And he's got kind of like this little wavy bang area. And he's just like, he was on his phone and I'm like, you know, you're going gray, but you're so sexy. And he looked a little insecure about it, but I was like, (laughs) no, I'm being serious. I was like, it looks really good on you, honey. You know, people change. Women change. Look, man, if you're if you're a single 45 year old man and you're wearing something that looks like it belongs on a 65 year old, that's probably why you're single, because women these days, we don't need men. We're very critical. Uh, We're strong, independent women. And we judge you by your eyewear. Don't look like Chester, the child (laughs) molester. (laughs) That has nothing to do about any particular frame line. It it, it has nothing to do with anybody in particular. And like kids coming in being like, I want Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. Why would you want to look like a serial killer? Help me understand. What kind of sociopath are you? What are we raising? (laughs) So yeah. Um, Yeah. Beta titaniums. um, Those ones easier to adjust than solid titaniums yeah a little bit lighter in weight but barely uh and still Mm -hmm. mostly hypoallergenic those ones um do have some trace amounts of aluminum and something called vandium but i don't even know what that is i just know that for whatever reason beta titanium is still considered mostly hypoallergenic um whereas those memory metals that i mentioned earlier Um, Now, some of those memory metals, I've seen some of those to where you can put those almost completely at 180 degree flat line. um, And then they're still like, boing, and then just go right back. Yep, boing. Um, Those ones are 50% titanium, but then they're also 50% nickel. I don't know how those are still claiming that they're hypoallergenic. So if you see something that says memory metal, hypoallergenic, extreme skepticism, spring for pure titanium. But um, I think that was a bulk 
of the metal unless we missed some sort of metal that we've never seen before. Oh, yeah. Um, so, which that would be interesting as well. Um, Let us know. You guys, um, please feel free that you can uh, email us. You can message us on our Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. There's still not a lot on there. Don't worry. I'm getting there. Um, this is a very busy month for me. <laughs> um I'm also in the process of having all of my other websites done. So once those are up and running, Ooh. I think doing my social media management will be a little bit easier. Right now, I don't have anywhere to put a lot of the social media stuff. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, coming soon. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Send us an email if you have heard any misinformation or if you have something that you want us to chat about. Um, it is opticians unhinged podcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you guys have any weird questions about any of your metal frames, maybe you've mm -hmm. had some strange reaction, or maybe your frame is doing something crazy that you don't understand and you can't find an answer to it. Feel free to send me a challenge. Um, and we'll do a little research on our end so we can try to get you an answer. So that's going to yeah. be it for this week. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but it's going to be good. Um, it's always good. We're shy about. I know, right? Uh, so, yeah, you guys, uh, we will see you when you return to hear us again. And we hope that you have a fantastic weekend. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>